Yeah, it looks like levels are coming in pretty good too. I like this whole lap thing. I don't see. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm bought in yet. Because I can literally just move my leg and it just, it feels like it's unsecure and it just, it's flopping and. Yeah, your leg is doing that, but the microphone's not moving that much. I don't know. If You're being dramatic about it. I don't even, I'm not even dramatic at all. Ever. Ask Ashley. Ever. Ever. I am not a dramatic person. No, not at all. Oh man, that look we is. Are, <laughs> we are even keeled. Yep. Always. Always. Just like a. We never play up a story. Or an emotion. Nope. nope. You know who doesn't do that either? Who? JT from the gym. <laughs> Solid individual right there. I tell you what. Nice. Yep. Good uh, Good insert. I forgot that we had talked about doing that because it's been so long. Yeah. It has been a couple of weeks. At but least. we've been busy. If not a month. Yeah. Yes. A lot has happened. <laughs> oh, shall we talk about this? Oh, we, I'm, I'm going to do my lean. We wanted to. I'm going to lean with this microphone on my lap. <laughs> the newly engaged Nicholas. I got confused because I was going to, I started with Nicholas and then I was going to switch to Nikki J. And then it was, it started coming out as Nickily. And I was like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like this. Nikki J and Ashley are officially engaged. Yes, we are officially engaged. It happened in the Grand Canyon. And I'm currently trying to convince them to, one, let me have a plus one. Don't know who I'd bring, but I'd like to have the option. Two, to wed them. (laughs) (laughs) To officiate. The official officiate. I think I could do a pretty good job. No, we we don't doubt that. But my sister is also ordained, so... Also, no, just plain ordained. Oh, like, even, I am not, not ordained yet, but like, I can be very quickly. Be. <laughs> and look at that. Pulled up on my phone. <laughs> I am now ordained. A couple minutes. That's all it took. <laughs> a couple minutes and cool. Problem solved. I didn't even, have to take a, didn't even have to take a test. I know that she's your sister, but like we probably have better rapport, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, we record a podcast together. She's just been in your life your entire life. To me, that's this is this is bigger. A podcast. This this is a business venture. You don't just enter into <laughs> business with anyone, especially your siblings. Nope. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> it's a miracle we've made it this far, y'all. Episode thirty. It's episode thirty. Have you confirmed that? I mean, the last one that we recorded, I did see twenty nine. So oh, okay. Twenty nine. Okay. I'm really hoping that my count isn't off. All the way through. No, I think that's probably right. That's probably right. All right. Yeah, I'd go with that. Cool. Well, Well, welcome back to the happiest hour. We're so glad to be back with our frosés. With our frosés. In a new recording spot. Yes, we are. In in my church, in the nations. Mm Mm-hmm. It's lovely. We're not homeless, but we're like couch surfing at this point. We're, yes, we are in transition. Yes. We're... You know, we're finding our new home. We just have plenty of options is the problem. We do. We have a lot of options. That's why you, like, Steve Jobs, he had approximately two items of clothing that he wore. A black turtleneck and whatever he wore with said black turtleneck, whatever was on the bottom. I honestly cannot recall a picture of him from the, from the waist down at this point. So I'm just going to go with black turtleneck. We need to narrow our options to where we just we have to decide. It's the only decision. Are we actually there yet, though? I don't know if we're there yet. To where we have to decide? Yeah. Or where we should decide? 
I say we just try out a whole bunch of different spots. If try works, on a bunch of different turtlenecks. Yeah, exactly. And see what fits best. Because you don't want 100% wool because it might be too hot. Like, you know, you got to mix things up a little bit. Sure. Polyester blend. Ooh, there you go. Now we're talking. Cotton shrinks. Yeah. And a good polyester blend also breathes very well. Mm. But I don't know if it will look good with a turtleneck. Or as a turtleneck. Everything looks good as a turtleneck. They're back, right? They're like a thing. I don't know. You wouldn't be able to tell if I had a turtleneck on because my beard's so long. That's true. From the back, <laughs> maybe. If you uh, maybe were wearing too, though. a ponytail, maybe. <laughs> yeah, let Ashley see me in a ponytail. I feel like I have before. It happened once at a bar. Wasn't good. I mean, I kind of liked it. And she was like, ah, it's not that bad. And then I've tried to put up my own hair afterwards and since, and it just, I can't, I don't know how to do it. Oh, so the problem is that she's not supportive. It's you need lessons. She, she's taught me and I've tried it multiple times. I just haven't been able to do it. It's tricky. And you know, what's really frustrating is I put my hair in a bun literally every single day. I go a month without putting my hair in a bun and I go to do it and I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't know which way to twist my arms. I don't know where my hands are supposed to go right now. Do you, do you have like a preference on arm? Like, are you left hand, uh, right hand? Well, you obviously have to use both hands. Well, but yeah, I'm but right handed. Like, but like, where so do you, it does where the do you, majority of the work. Okay. Like, where do you put the band? Right. The right. For sure. I don't yeah. like, I'm so confused. I've tried left. I've tried right. I still can't do it either. It's way. hard. We've been doing it our whole lives, and obviously we can still screw up. Give it, It's a habit, right? You go like a week without doing it, and you're like, I don't know what I'm – I don't know what a vegetable is anymore. Green? Why is it green? Yeah. It was not fun to relearn, but I – Nikki J, I have faith in you. I think that you can do this. You know what? I appreciate you. I really do. I appreciate you. Do you want to move on? Yes. Let's do it. Cool. It's getting too uh, emotional. All right. Icebreakers. Icebreakers. You want to go first? Sure. Let's... These are all the ones that we're allowed to pick from. None of the mushy gushy things. Okay. Good. I took them out. Let's see. Going green. Going green. If you could go back in time, what what one thing would you tell your teenage self? Oh. I don't know. I was pretty damn cool as a teenager. <laughs> so maybe i would say you're not as cool as you think you are <laughs> you need to calm down <laughs> is that what you tell yourself just be like eh, calm just down chill out chill out <laughs> you'll see you'll see just, just hang out for a little while yeah yeah you're fine yeah um so i've definitely had this thought before and honestly, I wouldn't tell myself anything. You would still just let yourself try to figure it out? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I would like give myself the nod and be like, good luck. Yeah. There's tons of country songs out there, like Letter to Me by uh, Brad Paisley. Like, there's that song that's out there that sticks out in my mind. You know, if I could write a letter to me and the entire song is what he would say, I'm just kind of looking back and I'm like, no, but I needed that. Yeah. Like, I also needed that. I needed the heartbreak. I needed um, 
I mean, as tragic as some things were, I needed it. Yeah. Because now here I am at 33 years old. I am engaged. I'm living yeah, in Nashville. And I have a great job that I love and that I want it to turn into something more. So, like, everything And that you're recording before, a great podcast with one of your best friends. I can't believe you <laughs> left that out. That was implied because we're already doing it right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I still think that we should mention it. Go ahead and you should uh, draw a card. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Maybe I actually, maybe I will revise. I, I like what you're saying. I like where your head is at because I think that, you know, we have to have, we have to make mistakes. We have to go through mm-hmm. our story to understand what it means, right? Like mm-hmm. we don't know where our story is headed mm-hmm. in the thick of it. And so I wouldn't necessarily want to change any of that. It's like time travel, Right. You try to change one thing, you F everything else up. Yeah, butterfly effect. Yeah. Oh, that movie was crazy. We've talked a lot about this. We have. We have. And I can get so, in that time travel yep. hole for a while. So I changed my answer. I echo what Nikki J said. I don't think that I would tell myself anything. Yeah. I'd be let, like, figure let, it out, fool. Let them live it. Yeah. Let them live. Let yeah. me live. We're, we're doing just fine Let right me now. live, you. We're doing just fine. All right. I'm going maybe yellow. We'll see. Let's see. What's the best hotel you've ever stayed in and why? It's got to be a Marriott, right? <laughs> Do a shout you... out to Ashley. <laughs> Ashley and her job and re- revenue yeah. for Marriott. Yeah. yeah. Um, Actually, I'm, I'm not going to go first, but mine is a Marriott should... and I will share. I will share that. Yeah. Well, now you have to share it because okay. she's right there and she's already laughing. So. We might as well just keep that going. Okay. And I mean, I know, right? Like you're still yeah, thinking, yeah. You're still thinking yeah. about it, still praying about it. Okay. So mine was Marriott. We, in college, I did Campus Crusade for Christ. And they have these summer, quote unquote, mission trips. And they're called uh, Summer Projects. And I went to Charleston both summers. The first summer we stayed at a Best Western the entire time. I shared a bed with... Honestly, don't know how he came this far. My best friend now, Claire, we shared a bed in a Best Western for the whole summer for 10 weeks. And then there were like five of us that summer. They got super, super close. And we went back the next summer as student staff. So, you know, that first summer we, gosh, it was just, it was a grind. Like we worked at McDonald's. We would come back and immediately have like Bible study or, you know, we would, I don't know, go plan social events or you know what or we would go uh do service projects in the city like it was just go 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 the second summer best western apparently didn't want us anymore they were too good for us so the marriott right down the street let us stay there and oh my gosh like it was so nice i mean the everything from like the comforters to like the pool situation to the first week that we were there the staff had like free uh breakfast at the cafe every single morning which ironically is also where i became allergic to eggs but (laughs) however i it is probably one of my fondest memories was spending that summer at a marriott so i don't even know necessarily that it was the marriott i think the experience was great but also it was just a, such a wonderful summer that I associate Marriott with that summer. And so I think very fondly of it. 
No, that's that's kind of where mine's going. Mm -hmm. So during college, my first trip outside of the United States that wasn't related to being in the Marines was a Maymester in Norway. Mm. And at the end of the Do you trip, want to see those fjords. Oh, mm. so we took bucket list. We took out a boat from Bergen and we went to Arland. So it was literally like an hour and a half, three hour trip. Wow, that's a big jump. It's like double, but I don't remember. <laughs> but it was a long trip because yeah. there were like ports along the way. But we stopped in Arland and this van picked us up. We went to this family farm and it's now a hotel. And it was in between two big hills. There was a waterfall on one side, a waterfall on the other side. It was, it, it just, it's such a fond memory for mm -hmm. me and everything we did. Like we had a, we had a fresh dinner that was like, or it, I mean, granted it's Nor Northern Norway. So mm -hmm. organic doesn't even sound real to say, but it was like, oh no, we got these chickens right down the road that, you know, we're just, you know, it's just time. It's their time. Like the most organic that. Yeah. You could be yeah. like you went and caught your own fish. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. there was even a fish <laughs> option and that's exactly what I got. And it was delicious. They yeah. brought in this uh, local chef that came in and they pretty much described what we were eating. Like you were at a chef's table. It was absolutely amazing. And then there were like, there were other parts of that trip were absolutely phenomenal. But mm -hmm. I remember standing and looking towards the fjord and being surrounded by nothing but hills and green and waterfalls and just being like, if this is what heaven looks like, I'm already there. Yeah. Wow. That yeah. was deep. I truly think that nostalgia is like our most powerful emotion. Like it can elicit such strong reactions. And if you, I mean, think about our parents, like growing up, they didn't want to listen to our music. They were like, no, we are listening to like Led Zeppelin. And I honestly don't even know who else my parents listened to because I did not want to listen to it, but they wanted to. Right. But, and we think now, you know, I was first in line to buy Backstreet Boys tickets, not because I know anything that they created after 2010, <laughs> no idea, but because I have such fond memories of millennium that I was like, uh, yes, please. I'm going with all of my besties and we're wearing all denim and we're going to have a blast. So, you know, nostalgia, I think it's, I, I truly think that it's like the most powerful emotion that we can experience. And it creates this like, mm -hmm. We don't even remember the hotel themselves that much. We just associate it with an experience. Yep. And therefore, it's the best hotel. Yep. And if you also talk about nostalgia, the way that our generation is, um, like so much happened so fast with technology that it kind of left a lot of things in the dust really, really quick. Yeah. So for us Gigapets, to have nostalgia. Yeah. RIP. Oh, I man. think they're back now. Uh. I think they are. I think yeah. guys are not. Is it Gigapets? Oh, yeah. Tamagotchi. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. That's what a Gigapet. I think it is. I think they're different brands, but, but it's, just, it's you know, it's concept. just like Apple, Samsung, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Same it's thing. All, same thing. Of, yeah. It's all kind of You got to water. You got to take them out. They got to yeah. pee. You got to feed them. Yeah. And then you got to shake them. Yeah. <laughs> make sure they got to let them sleep. Okay. Make sure they get their steps in. And just yeah. shake them. <laughs> 
But I mean, we did move through everything so quick and where technology was, remember, I mean, I remember getting an, an N64 mm. and now everything is real life looking like wild. Like Have you played wild. the NBA 2K22? You can see there's sweat in their eyebrows. I'm like, these are. This is an actual game that I'm. I am watching. I am changing the course of history. <laughs> yes. Playing this game, <laughs> the Bucks did not win last year. I am changing it. <laughs> the Suns won <laughs> yeah, it. The, the Suns went all the way. <laughs> I have it right here on my TV. It's kind of crazy. It is. Um, crazy. speaking of nostalgia, early two thousands hip hop. And yep. music just in general. Like, I think 2000 to, like, 2006 is probably, like, my most nostalgic era of music. And I remember I was talking with my siblings. They are almost 11 years younger than me. And we... <sighs> Allie, I think, was riding with me. And I was like, all right, you be the DJ. She pulled up an oldies playlist... It was I, actually titled Oldies? I, yeah, it was like her quote-unquote Oldies playlist that I have on my certified bangers playlist. <laughs> <laughs> like, Hot and Her is my certified banger. It's her Oldies, right? Like, it's just, it's so bizarre to me that, like, I'm I'm so attached to that. And she's like, yeah, I mean, it's cool when I'm in, like, an Oldies mood, right? <laughs> that hurts my soul a little bit. Right? But, I mean, there's there's Friday nights where we'll go home, and now that I get off at 7, we can literally go home, and we actually have a Friday night to ourselves, which we've never really had before, before I started this new gig. So we'll go home on a Friday night, and we'll be like, kind of like look over to each other, just real like discreetly, and be like, so, power hour? And we'll end up doing a power hour and nine times out of ten, it's like a, a punk one. But then there's like a Disney one we like I'm to I'm sorry, go to. what does this involve? What does this power hour mean? You've never done a power hour? I don't know. What is y'all's power hour? All right, so the power hour, what it is, is that it's a playlist, and every minute the song changes. So there's okay. different playlists you can go, and every minute the song changes. At the song change, you take a shot of beer. Okay. So back in the heyday, I used to do a... I used to do a six pack in 60 minutes. But a shot, like it's not real. I mean, are you but generous a shot every with your minute. shot? So then by f minute 40, you're like, I'm bloated. <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> but then you take. But then you hit minute 60 and you're like, oh, let's do it I'm again. I'm ready to go out. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly, we do it for warm ups. So not a warm up, but we do it for a pregame. Not anymore. Now we just do it to like. I know. I'm like, I put read plus wine on my calendar tomorrow <laughs> night. And I'm like, <laughs> so excited about it. <laughs> it's fantastic. This is 30. Yeah. Now that I'm well into my 30s and just celebrated 33. Yeah, you did. Uh, I'm, I don't know. I just feel like I need to keep saying that every single, I just need yeah. to affirm you. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Is it that time? Will you go that? <gasps> Ooh. Do you want to do it? Do you want me no, to? No, you got it. Ooh, man. You got Should it. I do a voice? Do whatever you feel. Oh, man. Wherever I, you're being led. 
I kind of want it. Okay. All right. <clears throat> uh, I think we should cue that music. I take it back. <laughs> we're, we're never going where Nick just feels led ever again. <laughs> that was my Kermit the Frog. I mean, yeah, heard it, <laughs> heard it. Okay, this first this first question: Are we taller in the morning? Um. <laughs> Have you gotten any jobs voice acting yet? No. Okay. Yep. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Um, I'm going to say I don't think we're taller. I just think throughout the day we start to slouch. And that over the course of the day, it just takes a toll. So by the end, you're not shorter. You're just tired. <laughs> you're tired slouch. And you're like, I don't want to stand up straight anymore. This is no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, I, that's what I say for everything. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just tired. Like I can't, can't do it. I'm tired. Can't do it. My body can't do it. My brain can't do it. They're just all tired. Can't do it. Won't do it. The truth is we are taller in the morning only by about one centimeter. And it's because, um, during the day, the soft cartilage between our bones gets this, this is the technical term, apparently squashed oh, and compressed. As, that's not as yeah. bad as I was, as I thought it was going to be. What did you think I was going to say? Mushy. <laughs> it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> I bet if you look up in a thesaurus, squashed. <laughs> yeah, you'll see mushy right, right beside down. it. Yeah. Synonyms for this word include <laughs> mushed. So yeah, we're about one centimeter taller in the morning. So Nick, you know. If you're ever trying to, you know, just gain some, gain some height, register it first thing in the morning I'm before five, your, before your soft cartilage has time to mush. I'm five, seven and a half. And I don't think that's going anywhere. So I like to round up and just say I'm five, eight. I did that in bas- basketball to try and make myself sound more intimidating on paper. Did it work? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. It did not. Basketball career ended. All right. This next question. Can cows sleep standing up? Yes. But. What do you mean there's a but? There is a but. What? I mean, they have a but. No. Okay. (laughs) Okay, man. That was like the the most boyish. You said fart. Okay, so they can sleep standing up, but it's not like a deep sleep. So it's like, you know, if we, yeah. So if we like fall asleep on the couch watching TV and we're just like bobbing or in a car or in an airplane, like we're sitting up, we're kind of experiencing the same thing, but it's not like a REM sleep. It's not a deep sleep. They have to lay down for that. But do they need REM sleep like we do? Well, I don't know. That wasn't the question. We can, Touché. I can have him do it next time, but Touché. yeah. All right. Well, I just remember, uh, I mean, cow tipping was also kind of a thing growing up in 
you know, the Midwest. But the episode, I grew up in East Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Same thing. But then there's Disney movie cars. Yes. And they they scare the tractors, which are the cows. Mm. And then all of a sudden they go, and they just go like straight up. It has probably been since when did that movie come? I feel like I say this every single time that you reference a film. The year that it came out was the last time that I watched it. So Cars was what, like 2002, 2003? I don't know. But we watched it not too long ago, so it's kind of fresh. We watched it with our nephews. Um, Have you guys watched Encanto, though? Yes. Phenomenal. See, I thought there was... <gasps> I thought there was too much singing. I thought there Wrong. was. I thought there was too much forced music. Bangers. Were they though? Yes, they were. Uh, Pressure. We don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. Bangers. Take me, take me back to Hercules. I'll I'll let that go the distance. Okay, we're going back to nostalgia now. You're letting it cloud your judgment a little bit. All right, fine, Tarzan. That's the same era, Nick. No, it's not. They're completely different. No, the era is not different. I think they're different. The stories are not that much different either. (laughs) They're just different characters. Hero has to overcome an obstacle. Oh, Hero's so great, though. Big Hero 6. What? You said Hero. What did you you just say? Big Hero 6, right? (laughs) <laughs> yep that's not what i heard let's move on yep yep i was like um excuse me they don't put that in disney movies not clearly it's implied if anything okay <laughs> that frosé almost came up my nose all right <laughs> what part of the body cannot heal itself ashley i feel like you should know this our resident Biologist, science person. Mm-mm. Wait, is it? It's not. Uh, the liver? Is that the right song? Yeah, Jeopardy. Jeopardy. I honestly wasn't listening to what you guys were saying. In my <laughs> mind, I was like, what is the song that plays in Jeopardy? <laughs> it's also not liver. Is that what you just said? Yeah. And you said cartilage. Trickcha was listening. It's neither of those things. Teeth. Oh, yeah. Which makes sense. Like, you chip a tooth, it does not grow back. But I guess if you, like, I don't know, decide What was the question again? What part of the body cannot heal itself? But, like, can't your liver... At some point along the way, like, it can regrow, Right. That's insane. The human body is nuts. All right. This last question should be relatively simple. I bet all of us could have guessed this. What is the most common ingredient in American cuisine? Ashley, you know? No. Do you have a guess? Sugar. Good guess. It is not the answer, but it is a great guess. It's it's up there. It is... One of the other reasons why we probably lead the world in type 2 diabetes. I was going to say butter. It is butter. An over excess of butter is, though. If you yeah, stick, if don't you talk stick to Paula th- Dean. If you stick three butter sticks was bad of butter in a pie, <laughs> that's, 
I don't know why I made that noise. I don't either. Like, is like that dying? like your heart attack yeah. sound? Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the noise I'm going to make when I have a heart attack because I ate an entire pie by myself, which honestly doesn't sound half bad. No, we just talked. We're sharing it. We're sharing a pie. We literally just talked about it. <laughs> but I thought we were buying our own pies. No, we're just not waiting for JT uh, to okay. buy it. All right. Touche. But that doesn't mean we have to each buy individual pies. It's, yeah. But what if we can't agree on a flavor? What flavor do you want? I was going to go apple. Of course. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, look, we've already agreed. That was Done. simple. Easy. That was the easiest decision cool. we have made about this podcast. <laughs> Ever. Ever. Since, <laughs> since, uh, since launch. So here we go. We're moving on to good news. You ready for this first story? Yes. All right. Arizona iced tea founder says the 99 cent price tag will stay the same. Yes. So there is, I don't think this is a surprise to anyone. Things are expensive right now. Yeah. Gas and a gallon of milk are averaging above $4 right now. And so the founder of Arizona iced tea is like, no, we, they have not raised their prices actually since they started in, I think it was like 1992 or something. They, let's see, let me find. Yep. So on May 5th, 1992 was when they co-founded Arizona Beverages. A gallon of whole milk was $1.13. A gallon of gas was the exact same. And a can of Arizona iced tea was 99 cents. I want to shake that man's hand. I'd even give him a hug. Yep. Or a high five. Or both. All of the above. Yeah. A high five that transforms into a hug somehow. But, I mean, that also kind of goes into the last... uh, google that with all the sugar that are in those but i don't care i think you can get like low sugar ones right they have like low sugar varieties hey, i don't know the green tea i think so this, good the green tea is i my used favorite. to drink it i mean a lot growing up oh yeah a lot i used to get the like the gallon jugs mm, yep and i used to sip on that and you know it used to take me like two days because i liked that. it i liked it so much that was, it was slow. delicious yeah yeah Loved it. But he basically, and I don't disagree with him either. He, so a lot of people, a lot of companies are having to hike prices because material is more Mm -hmm. expensive. Labor is more expensive. They're finding more ways to cut costs that are not, that, and improve margins or even keep margins the same. That does not involve raising the price for a consumer. I, right. So some of the things that so a while back, this is not necessarily new for, you know, inflation this year. But one of the things that they've done in the past is he was sitting on like an expressway in New York or Boston. I don't know. One of these bigger, bigger cities. And he was, it was like one o'clock and he was stuck in traffic. He was like, you know what? We're not going to do this. We're going to do all of our shipments at night. We're going to drive at night. And that was a way for him to cut costs. What they're doing right now, one of the ways that they're cutting costs right now is uh, changing the shape of their bottle so that they're using less aluminum because aluminum has gone up so much. Huh. But we still get the same amount of ounces. That I don't know. Hmm. But what matters is it's 99 cents. And that's all I I care about. Yes. Since I have to 
you know, pay a hundred dollars at the pump right now for my truck. Yeah. I can still walk in and I can get something for 99 cents. I love business and solving these problems. Cause I think it's, I think it's another way to be creative, right? Like mm-hmm. people tend to box creativity and like, Oh, I'm making music or I'm making a movie or I'm writing something or I'm painting something, whatever. Like we kind of box creativity in those areas when I also think like if you can come up with a really interesting solution to a big problem that's creative and so I love reading these types of stories where they're like no we're not going to hike up our prices for our customers we're going to change the shape of our bottles yep and that will help cut the margin a little bit and keep the same yeah we're gonna change the time of day that we deliver and that will help us cut costs cut costs I think it's brilliant. I think it is brilliant. Yeah. Love it. Okay. This next one out of Canada. British Columbia Conservation Group moves thousands of salmon by hand so fish can produce millions of eggs. Holy cow. What are your first thoughts when you hear that? Where do they move them to? I mean, was it out of like a, a fishery, which we have talked about before? We have. So out of a fishery into a pond into a river into a so it's salish sea up in vancouver or off vancouver island um and apparently back in the old days salmon was so plentiful there that if they were like canoeing or kayaking in this sea they would feel salmon just like rocking the boat or like hitting the boat like they were that plentiful and obviously we've talked about climate change a lot on this podcast Mm -hmm. and one of the effects of that is decreasing numbers yep Mm -hmm. and i mean all animal population but we've talked i think we've talked a lot about the ocean and sea and and you know coral came up once yeah yeah. um so first thought that i had when i read this article was it does not surprise me that a bunch of canadians started saving (laughs) fish by hand Sounds normal. I was like, this is so on brand for Canada that, yeah, I feel like we could just leave it at that and not even go into much detail about it. And everyone would be like, yeah, that makes sense. This is totally what I expect from Canadians. They're just catching fish with their bare hands and saving them. Yep. That's what they do. And then nursing them with uh, maple syrup. (laughs) Yeah. We got you, fish. Don't worry. I saw an Instagram I think it was like Missy Peregrim. Did you ever watch Stick It? Nope. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. The gymnastics movie. Yes. One of my favorites of all time. Like Have I, I seen it? That's not the one that me and your dad watched the one time? What was that? Oh. Fire Oh, uh, no. You need to watch Stick Fire It. Good. Finger flicking good choreography. Literally one of my favorite movies ever. But Missy Peregrim, she was a lead actress in that film she's in fbi now she was in um rookie blue is that it or uh another procedural but anyway she's from canada and she like posted this instagram where it was like how to know you're from canada and it was just like this guy with a big old stack of pancakes and he just like poured a bunch of maple sugar on it or not maple sugar i'm sorry maple syrup and then he poured that same maple syrup into his hand and used it as gel for his hair and then he cut his pancakes with an ice skate yep no, I, I saw <laughs> i saw the video i 
I saw the video too. And I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm like, everyone in the world knows a Canadian, right? Like, we know who Canadians are. They're literally the best people in the entire world. And we can pinpoint them. Like, they live up to every single one of the stereotypes. And I think it's like the greatest thing ever. They own it. They it's own who it. they are. Yes, they They're love like, it. Yeah, the stereotype's there because it's, it's real. real. That's, yeah. And we're okay with that because We really it's real. resonate with this. And we're real, so. Um, also, not to get too far into TV references, but uh, How I Met Your Mother, obviously, a classic. Robin. Robin from Canada, Canadian pop star. One of my favorite bits about, or that they had in How I Met Your Mother was when they were, like, trying to find the perfect Canadian bar for Robin, and they were, like, you know, they walked into this bar and Ted or someone was like, how do you know it's like really Canadian? And Robin like bumped in, bumped into this guy who was just standing there and he turns around. He was like, oh, sorry. And she turns, she turns back to Ted and she's like, this is it. This is, <laughs> this is Canadian. And I was just like, yep, that yep. I love it. Everyone, yep. everyone knows even the Canadians and they're on board for it. Yeah. I love it. Love it. But anyways, back to the story. So Used to be salmon used to be plentiful in this sea. Yep. Whatever that means. I don't know if that means like ocean or river. Or I guess it's. Is it an ocean? Like the sea. I mean, is sea an equivalent you, of ocean? No. Because like Black Sea, Red Sea, those are not like they're, the Pacific they're big ocean. bodies of water. Right. But I think the sea, like the, I want to say a sea. Is, I mean, granted, they're all connected. In some way, shape, or form. But, right. like, I want to say a sea, excuse me, is in between major masses, but have enough, like, not square footage, but, like, enough space between them to where it's not just a river or a lake. Like, it's separated by a very good distance, but it's not the An ocean, ocean. Okay. just yet. Yeah. Okay. I'll accept that definition. I think that makes sense to me. So... This is what the article says. They have built a human-propelled salmon run carrying thousands of spawning salmon from a fish trap in the Salish Sea up a hillside above several waterfalls and across the Trans-Canada Highway before releasing them into nearby Shawnigan Creek. And also want to note that this hum- like human-propelled salmon run, they also have like this lever system that brings all of these salmon and like into a a truck like up a hillside like it's like some like rude goldberg canadian machine that they've (laughs) built (laughs) to carry these salmon away from a place that you know used to be super populated upstream so that they can like lay eggs i guess and then create a bunch of other salmon that flow downstream when you said that they uh, were like human propelled, is that what you said? Yeah, I literally thought they just kept handing them off to other humans and like dump dump them in water and be like, "All right, they're good for another yeah. like, three people." Go. Another <laughs> image that came to my mind was just like three hundred Canadians just like ro- like rowing <laughs> this like I I don't know this like a uh, lever that just like brought them all uphill up to you know upstream where they needed to be. I have no I don't know what exactly it looks like, but I think both of these images that we have in mind are on brand for yep. Canadians. 
I think the moral of the story is Canada cares about our environment and specifically salmon. Yes. And they are trying to get them to have more babies. I like it. I love it. I'm a fan of it. Give me all the salmon. Don't really want to eat it, but I think that just in general, it's probably good for our environment to, you know, not have salmon be something that comes on our endangered species list. During COVID, I used to go to Kroger and get like entire halves of salmon and it would feed me for a week. So good. I can't do it. I can't do fish. Love it. But I have tried, I've tried salmon and it didn't necessarily taste bad, but I just like, I can't get past the smell of fish. Like it's, it's too much for me. Are you ready for the next story? Yeah. All right. Let's go. This next one, our last one's kind of weird. So I'm saving it for last for obvious reasons. Okay. It's weird. This next story though, Verizon raises minimum wage to $20 an hour for U.S. employees. So I think that this is probably something that has been a long time coming, right? Like everyone's been fighting for higher minimum wage for a while, but now it's just more expensive to live. And so, you know, to be more competitive as an employer and to be able to serve your employees well, it's kind of getting to the point where if you don't get up to at least $15 an hour... It's going to yeah. be hard to keep people or attract people, right? Yeah, I agree. Nothing else to add? Well, I mean, I work behind a bar still, and I make two thirteen an hour plus tips. That's exactly what I make. Mm-hmm. So obviously, there are um, states that do a higher percentage or not a higher percentage, but they give you a higher hourly, but then you don't want that employee to be like, well, shit, if I'm making $15 an hour, then why am I going to actually work for any tips? $20, $25 an hour. At the bar on a Monday night, I can walk away with making $40 an hour. But now some people, I mean, granted, that could go both ways. You could also make just two thirteen an hour. Yeah, in but, theory, right? But, if people are but jerks. even with my tips, like I'm still walking away with thirty five forty an hour. But if you start paying restaurant employees twenty twenty five dollars an hour, is the degree of service going to go down? Yes. Well, I mean, I actually, spend time in California, so I guess because now there are parts of California or all of California where, oh yeah, they make twenty 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 five bucks an hour, but. At that point, they don't feel the need to work for anymore because they're already getting paid 25 bucks an hour. When I've done the math on my tips, if I work two nights, which is about 12 hours, and I still make 500 bucks, okay, well, that's 30 bucks an hour. Actually, check my math on that. We might have to check my math on that. But, But like, there have definitely been shifts where I'm walking away making $40 an hour. So that, like, obviously with Verizon, you can do 25 bucks an hour and, you know, hopefully they know their phones where they can easily sell you a cell phone. But with other parts of the service industry, I don't think that higher amount to be competitive in the industry is really needed. Because I don't want the degree and the, not well, I guess degree, but like I don't want the great server service to go down because they're making more an hour. Interesting. 
So I wouldn't, my mind would not even have gone there. Because I think just in general, and we've talked about this, when we talked about this, the women's soccer team finally getting paid, like what they yeah. do, right? Like money is a motivator. Yeah. And even if you love what you do and you're working as hard as you can at it, if you get more money for it, you're probably going to continue to work equally as hard or harder yeah. for that. So I guess I just wouldn't equivalate, you know, making more money and like on an hourly basis to, oh, well, then I guess we don't need tips. So let's just crap on our customers. Well, it's, I, I don't want to say but crap, I think that that probably does happen, but I don't know that that's like the majority of people. I just, I like to have faith in people. Yes. And I like to believe that that's not necessarily going to happen for like the large majority of people. I think that there are going to be people who do that. No, I mean, I agree, but like all it takes is one person. Yeah. If you have a restaurant of 30 employees and you have one server that is toxic, nine times out of 10, that like other tables will just feel the toxic toxicity in the restaurant. And they'll hear her talking to another table and be like, why, why is she talking like that? So it's yeah. like an overall experience and in the restaurant you're looking my, for and that, that just doesn't work. Refute to that would be, is that the right word? Refute? That's a rebuttal, right? I'm just going to say rebuttal because I'm works. not 100% sure. My rebuttal to that would be before COVID it was easier to let go of someone and hire someone else on who would love to work there and would continue to create a great experience for customers. Now I feel like employers are almost forced into keeping someone on who might be unhealthy or toxic for the environment, the work culture for the sake of having people. But is that toxic? Is that toxicness? gonna bleed over to where the other employees are like i'm not working with her or him or them or they like it, i is, mean is, that's is def- it to a certain point to where you have to decide whether or not that one toxic person person is worth three other employees because those three other employees are like absolutely not yeah well i think it just depends on the workplace because i think in some workplaces those employees would be completely comfortable going to their manager and being like this person is toxic for this environment they're treating customers this way and the more that they would get that feedback the more they they as managers they would know wow we really need to either have like a come to jesus moment with this person Mm -hmm. or let them go right yep but if you this is like a top down thing. If you're not creating that culture where your employees feel safe to come to you about that kind of feedback, or if you are like, if that other person who's creating that toxicity is like sucking up to you and like, you know, it's creating a space where they don't feel safe to come to you. And so those three employers are going to quit or employees are going to quit Yep. rather than the manager letting go of the, that one employee yep. who was, unhealthy for the environment yep i think it's just it depends on the specific work i mean it's and it depends on the people right like we're unfortunately we are human (laughs) fortunately and unfortunately right so we're like all very different there's no like set in stone answer but i think generally speaking for most people who like want to work and care about it but need 
a certain amount of money to live well and like care for their families, right? Yeah. Raising the minimum wage in general is a good thing. You're always going to have those shitheads. Yep. And that's when we need to take a look at workplace culture, managers, Mm -hmm. top-down leadership, and be like, hey, are they healthy for this space? Yep. I don't think it's the minimum wage that's the problem. I think it's leadership and employees. Yeah. And sometimes it's just the fact that they're just a crappy coworker. Yeah. And so like you can create all the um, environment you want, but sometimes it's just that employee. And they could just be bad fit for the role. Like yeah. you just made it's a just, bad hiring decision. It's yeah. okay. Move on. Make yep. a different hiring decision and yep. figure it out. Yep. That's exactly what it is. Love it. Okay. That was a great discussion. Thank that you was for great. That. Yeah. Okay. Last one. This one's kind of weird. Anonymous buyer pays over $1 million for a piece of invisible art. Wait, what? Yep. Want like me to for drug it? money? Anonymous buyer pays over $1 million for a piece of invisible art. So what came to my mind... Was it a heist? NFTs. Oh, Like, geez. I genuinely think, and they actually mentioned this in the article... Like, this is kind of one of the first instances of an NFT. Like, you are paying absurd amounts of money for for what, really? Like, mm-hmm. so this artist, Yves, or Ves, Y-V-E-S, any of you have a specific nope. knowledge of how to pronounce that? Okay, so Not we're just going to say... after one for Jose, I don't. We're going to say Yves. Cool. That works for me. Klein. He named these pieces of art zones of immaterial pictorial sensibility. So this guy, he's like 50s and 60s, right? 1950s, 1960s. Very big in new realism, like that whole art movement. And essentially what he did, he sold receipts for essentially invisible quote unquote zones of art. Like, literally nothing. Like, these people just, they gave him gold in return for a receipt for these zones of immaterial pictorial sensibility. It sounds like a trafficking scheme. To me, I was like, this is a huge scam. Like, I could say that I am making neo-modernism art and put, I don't know, a thumbtack... In the middle of... A blank canvas that is the same color as the canvas. Yeah. And I could somehow pitch this as art and force you to... Not force... You're not forcing anyone, but ask you to pay me millions of dollars for this piece of art. And you know what the real thing is? This is... this. I was like, this is a scam. This guy was a scammer. He asked his buyers to burn the receipts as part of, like, the ritual. So not only did these, you know, buyers not have a piece of art, they sold the only thing that tied it, tied themselves to this transaction, right? They gave a piece of gold, got a receipt in return, and his quote-unquote ritual was to burn the receipt, so they they effectively burned the only evidence that they had of this 
art that they pil- they paid exorbitant amount of monies for. Monies. Golds. Just like bullions of gold. I'm I, I don't I don't even know what to say. I, yeah. I honestly I want to say there's some type of trafficking, whether it be drug probably drugs. I could see drugs, maybe a whole bunch of cocaine, cocaina, marijuana, <laughs> mota. I, I mean Hey, yeah, honestly, go ahead and burn I'm the like, receipt, but here you go, man. It's all behind the invisible painting. Yeah, okay. Man. Part of me is like, I hope that there was a drug or something that was transacted here because I'm like, otherwise, what did these people get? And how do for you this show gold bullion? people? How do you show people? Yeah. You can have just like a little plaque and say, oh, it's called art. No, literally the only thing they got by after they paid this guy for this uh, zone, this zone of art, was a receipt that most of them burned so they didn't even have anything to show but the last receipt that was not burned it just sold for one million dollars the receipt sold for well it's it's invisible piece of art that's literally the only thing that these people had who originally bought in the 50s and 60s to show for this art was this receipt that receipt quote-unquote art just turned around and sold for one million dollars You know, in post-production, I'm not taking out that long pause because I don't even know what to say. Yeah. Isn't that weird? I mean, I the only thing that came to my mind when I read this was scam. Yeah. Just straight flat up. Flat scam. Invisible art. And like, I really, I love art. Like, I think a lot of it can be really beautiful. And I think that a lot of it is actually... Maybe not worth exactly what it's sold for, but it's worth a lot, right? And also because there's a context to it. There's a story to it. It can be powerful. This, I'm like, what did you buy? Like, Invisible art. Yeah, I cannot get behind that. There's not even like, I mean, is it done in invisible ink? Like, can I put a black light up to it to make it where like, I can see something? Like, no, it doesn't even... It was a statement. Like, it was just... It- that time, I guess, they were just like... So then why not just do it themselves? And be like, yes, this is my piece. It is called Zone 8. I don't know. I mean, I I guess I don't have a lot of room to talk because I was literally looking at articles last week about how to create and sell NFTs. Because I'm like, I'm, I mean, if That's... people are going to buy these, like maybe I'll try to figure out how to make them. If I can find something that I think is worth enough. Thought about making little cartoons of Otto and selling those. He's very cute. I agree. He's very cute. And people buy bored apes. So cute <laughs> Otto, I feel like, would sell. I agree. But I'm also just like, I hope that I would never fall into the trap of buying something like that. Yeah. Me too. That's that's all we got. I think, this I think, is, this I think, one is a weird story. I think it honestly just killed my buzz. I think I'm like, I think I'm good. I have no additional comments. Okay. <laughs> good to know. Well, I don't have any additional additions to <laughs> add to the story. So I guess we end it right there. That's a wrap. All right. Thanks, guys, so much. We're uh, glad to be back with you, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.